Hello and welcome to Just Bugs, an appreciation podcast for those oft-ousted creatures we humans call bugs, despite their official classifications. I'm your host, Savannah, and today I have Matt with me. Hey, it's me, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys, I'm super excited because it is October. It's the spoopy times. And today I have a very spoopy insect for you. Actually, you know what? Not an insect. It's an arachnid. But... Here on Just Bugs, I don't really care if it's a bug or not. This, What's the difference? Well, I guess if you look up bugs in the dictionary, it's going to say it's an insect. But, like, I think that arachnids are bugs. Like, you could see a spider and be like, yeah, it's a bug. You know what I mean? Like, people will see a tick or something and be like, ugh, I don't like bugs. Wait, are bugs not bugs? What? Oh, wait, are, are, are ticks not bugs? No, ticks are arachnids. Oh. Yeah. You learn learn something new every day. What's (laughs) what's like the difference between a bug and an arachnid? That is a topic for, you know what? We could get into it. There's a lot actually. Just give me like a little. Okay. I'll give you a little, like just a little taste. Yeah. So like arachnids have eight legs. That's a big, that's a big difference. Insects have six. If you remove two legs, are they insects? (laughs) I don't know. I think that's just mutilation. (laughs) Okay. All right, we'll just stick with the legs for now. So so the thing today has eight legs then? It sure does. It has eight legs. It's got eight, eight eyes. It's It's got lots of uh, things that have eight. Actually, it's just those two things. Really. <laughs> it's just the two, the legs and the eyes, eight of them each. All right, doesn't okay. have like eight ears or anything. Wow. You know, I didn't look up if it had eight ears, but it's pretty <laughs> in, unlikely that um, that it has eight of those. All right. So today's topic is a very spooky spider called the Black Widow. Dun, dun, dun. Bah, bah, bah. Specifically the Western Black Widow because we live in the West and that's what I'm most familiar with. Um, I assume I am as well. Yes, I would assume so indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a little story about this one. I actually was bit by a black widow spider when I was 15. Uh, it was very awful and terrible. I woke up from for school, high school, as a 15-year-old does. And I was getting ready and I started just feeling like real bad. Real, real bad. Really sick. And I called my mom and I was like, hey, mom, I don't want to go to school. And she was like, you're a bad kid. You're lying to me. You better get ready and go to school, basically. So I kept getting... She knows you well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I kept getting ready for school and um, I was in my closet just putting on the rest of my clothes and I saw it. I saw the Black Widow spider and I was like, huh, I wonder if that's what's up with all these weird feelings. And I call my mom back and she's like, okay, let's go to the hospital. Um, the hospital did nothing. Did like, you find the bite? Well, that's the thing is they were, the hospital was saying that like black widow spider bites sometimes can show like swelling or signs of irritation at the bite site, but you typically won't feel it when it happens. And sometimes there's no sign of it at all. But what they theorized at the hospital was that I probably got bit like on my foot somewhere based on the localization of the pain and how it presented. Because if I had been bit And the, waist the ratio up, from your feet to the rest of your body probably aided in that. I don't know what that means. Are you saying because I was trying I to say you have so big long? feet. Oh, okay. Well, they joking. are big. Just so everyone knows, I have giant, weird, like, werewolf feet. <laughs> um, 
But no, no. They were basically saying if you get bit on the waist up, your symptoms are more severe and are more life-threatening. I see. So yeah, obviously you lived. I did, yeah. So I went to the hospital. They were like, okay, well, that's nice. Here's some pain pills. You're fine. Go go away now. And I was like, oh, all right. I brought like the spider with me to the hospital and everything. And they were just like, yeah, I mean, like you're 15. You're like physically fine. You're going to be okay. Like you can go home. What symptoms did you have? So for me, I had, oh, it was so weird. I was super nauseous. Like I wanted to vomit, but I have like this uncanny ability to not vomit. Like when I'm supposed to, my body's just like, nah, I don't want to. And then I just won't. So I didn't do that, but I did want to. And then my abs and all the muscles in my lower back were like super tense as if I had like done a full workout on them. And it was two days later. Like that's what it felt like, but it felt like that for two straight weeks. Yeah. And I also had um, shake the shakes, a fever. I had a migraine. It was so intense. The worst and most specific symptom that I had was these like extremely sharp, almost like electric shooting pains going from my foot all the way up to like my groin area. It was so bad. And I was prescribed like painkillers and I took them for two weeks and they barely took the edge off of all these symptoms. Barely. And it was like that for the full two weeks. And then it just went away. Did you go to school and stuff during that time? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Probably not. I was a bad kid, as we discussed earlier. (laughs) Did you develop any superpowers, at least? No, you know. Oh, you know what it is? I did get a superpower. I am able to wear any hat and look incredible. That's got to be from that. This is so true. Any (laughs) hat, any place, any (laughs) time. It's infuriating. I have the opposite power where I look good in zero hats. Sounds like a curse. Yeah, I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Wait, I have a story. Okay, tell me your story. I want to know. Not, I didn't, you know, get bit or anything. Well, that's good. But um, in kindergarten, my teacher was like, everybody go home and bring a bug for us to look at. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, hey, look, there's a spider like on like a bush in my backyard. And so I put it in a jar and brought it. And I was the only one that brought a poisonous spider. And it was a black widow. Venomous. But that is wild. Uh, How old are you? How old am I? Were you? Oh, my gosh. No, I know how old you are. (laughs) I was like, you don't know how old I am. Well, I was in kindergarten, so I must have been five. five. Yeah. But I caught it by myself. And like no one, none of my family was like, that's dangerous. They're all like, ooh, cool, a bug. They're like, nice bug. Good job. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I'm glad nobody got bit. Was your teacher mad? No, they were like, this is interesting. But something else funny happened, unrelated to bug. But uh, the next week she was like, everyone bring in a fruit. And like everyone, there was like 15 apples and like 12 oranges. And I I brought a papaya. Oh my God. (laughs) You're like, this is cool. (laughs) And then I was, no, I felt, I felt like an outcast because I was the guy that brought the papaya. (laughs) See, I would have been like, I'm cool and interesting. I brought a papaya. But But, no, you were like, dang, I just wanted to fit in. I wish I brought brought an an apple. apple. Yeah. Unrelated, but I just wanted to share that. Well, I like it. What a good story. (laughs) So I guess let's talk about this spider that we should talk about since it's, uh, you know, a podcast about the spider. The Black Widow, specifically the Western Black Widow, has the scientific classification of Lactrodectus hesperus. 
less wizardy. I would say. I was gonna say I don't. I can't just say it sounds wizardy every single week. Yeah, and this one, you know, that would be a bit of a stretch. Is it your inflection that makes it sound wizardy? I make things because you make it sound like you're casting it. You do like the lull in the middle, and then like emphasize the end. Correct. I see. So it's your fault. I think I'm just a wizard. Okay. So anyway. Let's talk about how they look. The Black Widow spider, at least this specific Western Black Widow, is typically 14 to 16 millimeters in length. That's going to be like a half inch at like full maturity. They can get a little bigger or be a little smaller, but typically that's like the average. Yeah, everyone I've seen is about that size. Yeah. I've seen probably like 10. I've seen so many. I don't even know. 20-ish. Well, you're like the mother spider, right? So they probably like like, come "Ah, to you now. Mother, I need you. (laughs) (laughs) No. They are very shiny. They have this very beautiful black glossy look. Almost kind of like a patent leather. Like very shiny and pretty. Oh, yeah, like latex or something. Yeah. Latex? Well, those are like a similar thing, I think. Yeah. And they have that very classic hourglass shape on the underbelly. I did not know this, but it can be um, red, typical. Yeah. Or it could be yellow or white, which I just didn't know. There's a lot of different widow species that are not black. Um, There's brown ones, white ones, all kinds of colors. Um, that have different hourglass shapes, but I I knew that, but I didn't know that the Black Widow specifically could also have colors other than red. Yeah, me either. I've only seen red. Fascinating, right? I've only seen red as well. I don't know if it's like a regional thing or... Coincidence? Could be. Could just be genes. Genes are crazy. Yeah. That would make sense. Anyways, as I mentioned previously, they have eight eyes. Those eyes are arranged in two rows of four. Yeah, so you got four on like one side of the head and four on the other. Kind of. I think they're kind of closer together. But yeah, there's four like in a row, like on top of each other. One, two, three, four. Oh, on top. I was thinking like horizontally. So you're saying like vertically. Oh my gosh. What if it is vertically? It doesn't matter. <laughs> they have four eyes. There are four eyes on each side. There's eight of them. Gotcha. <laughs> they have fangs, which do inject that venom. And that's going to be their, like, anatomical defense mechanism. Although they do have a separate defense mechanism, which is only in the females. Males don't have it. Uh, It's a web that they can, like, shoot at a predator. The web is very specific in this defense mechanism. It has, like, a chunky, sticky consistency. And uh, it's very uncomfortable for the predator when it gets on them. And they're like, ugh, I don't want that. And they leave. Yeah, it's like Spider-Man. He can shoot, like, the web globs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Very interesting. See, I know things about spiders. Look at that. <laughs> Who cares where I learned them? <laughs> uh, so the Western uh, Black Widows are found in the Western regions of North America. And they're also found in Canada, but only from British Columbia to Manitoba. Um, Western Black Widows are not going to be anywhere else unless they're someone's pet and they get out that would be the only way that they would be in a different region probably cool so it's maybe like a weather thing or like a topography Uh, thing i think mostly topography like like this is well i don't know i mean it could just be like this species evolved here gotcha there's no reason for it to be anywhere else okay yeah because i don't think they have any like special heat 
preferences preferences that sort of thing (laughs) not in my research at least it's possible they do but (laughs) i didn't find anything like that so their venom how does it work it's it works in the human body like a neurotoxin so it targets something called acetylcholine which is a chemical in your brain that is important for bodily functions like muscle control uh learning memory and like your ability to pay attention Mm. um So when it's in your body, it attacks that, making all kinds of symptoms, like the ones that I discussed, but also more common symptoms, uh, just pain in general, um, nausea, like I mentioned, goosebumps, um, muscle rigidity, which I think is what was happening with like my abs and my back, like they were just full tense, Uh, sweating, and then localized swelling, which I did not have, but I did have some of the other stuff. Um, People talk about Black Widows like they're super deadly and they can be uh specifically with you know infants and very very old people but historically speaking they had um fatality rates in the past that were like 0.5 to 12 percent of the people who were bit but new data is showing that that's not what it is now um i don't know if the historical accounts were inaccurate or if it was just that western medicine has made things a lot easier but from There was a study done in 2000 all the way to 2008, and they didn't find any recorded fatalities from the Black Widow spider. Well, Western. Yeah, it's funny because like when you hear about things that can kill you, they never mention the baby or the the old person. Right. I'm always like, this kills like 20% of people. And then (laughs) you find out it was like, yeah, they're like one year old. Yeah. Okay. Well, as long as it's not me, then. then, (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) I'm not, I mean, at least as long as I'm not in that group. Sure, sure, sure. Then I don't have to fear it. It makes me feel better. Yeah. And (laughs) there are lots of venomous creatures that are fatal to everyone, but this is just not one of them. Yeah. It does seem to have like a negative connotation associated with it like people are always like oh my god a black widow yeah well they're so beautiful and striking and then to have that like there the 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 idea is that the female is like in charge and there's this whole historical like idea that the woman like the femme fatale thing and i think a lot of that is linked to black widow spiders and there are some things that are different between the males and the females, and there is some some sexual cannibalism, but, like, not a lot, and it's pretty rare, honestly. But I think that that's why people fear them in this big, big way, because they're so pretty, and they're, they've got all this pop culture yeah. attached to them. It must just be because they look cool. Like, I think oh, things awesome. that look cool just get more... They have an hourglass in their body. Yeah, like, that's they, awesome. they just get more... Uh you know, lore. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. So let's talk a little bit more about sort of the male-female differences and sort of how their reproduction is. So let's start with, you know, the whole mating ritual. They have courtship. It begins as soon as one spider makes contact with the, uh, the web of the opposite sex. So that could be male coming into the female's web or vice versa. Um, They have sex-specific pheromones that are found inside their silk, which tells the opposite sex that that's what they're getting into, basically. I see. So they can, like, as soon as they get up to the web, they know, like, the gender of the the spider, and then they can decide, you know, from there. Yeah, and I also did find somewhere that these pheromones are pretty potent, and they're not 
like they're they're sex specific, but they can also tell like a female which spiders are in their area and they can tell density of male species based on that. And that helps them to decide if they're going to be super choosy with a male that comes into their web or if they're like, I got to take what I got to get. You know what I mean? I see. So like in in my garage or something, sure. there's probably only one other one in there maybe. So right, like, right. But yeah, yeah, if there was like a huge density of lots of different black widows, the female could be like, oh, well, I'm surrounded by dudes. I can pick the one that I want. I see. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so the males will tap on the web and vibrate it at this like really high frequency that's different than a prey would do. Um, and if it's not accepted by the female, it will, uh, leave. The male will leave. He's like, no, no, this is not right. I'm going. <laughs> um, however, if the female wants to leave because she doesn't want a male, the male will actually like block all of her escape routes. <laughs> so she has to meet with him, um, because it increases his chance of getting like the goal done, like getting actually mated in that moment. The males are always so sneaky. Why yeah, are they I, always doing the tricks? I feel like like insect species are just real creepy when it comes to like male-female interactions. It gets weird. But anyways, yeah, they will block off all the different escape routes to increase their chances. Um, once the mating is initiated, like, okay, fine, we're going to do this type situation, the male will actually like pet the female kind of to like swoon her be like okay yes i i trapped you here but it's okay because i love you yeah like <laughs> put the the hair behind the ear kind of thing yes <laughs> just to swoon her <laughs> um and then he throws a web on top of her so she can't leave <laughs> it's called a bridal veil and it's literally just a web that he throws on top of the whole female so that she's there she's she's hanging out i wonder if that's where veils for brides came from if it is that is the creepiest <laughs> that like, is really it's is, so huh? bad kind of changes your uh, perspective on i have to bit. know now i wish i had looked that up i didn't have like the the mental processes when i was researching to be like oh i should look that up but i wish i had uh somebody in the audience you should look that up tell me what's up because i want to know if that's where those came from because that's super creepy <laughs> yeah especially when they use them in movies for like to add like a creepiness, like the oh, yeah, like the a movies. like a yeah, like a I don't know, like a dead wedding or something, like sure. a Beetlejuice Classic or something. Dead wedding. Beetlejuice <laughs> has it. Corpse Bride has it. Come on, there's some. Yeah, true, true, so true. Um, so the whole courtship takes ten minutes to two hours, and unfortunately for the males, their reproductive organs can sometimes be injured or partially destroyed during the copulation process um if that happens they're not able to mate again and those injuries can sometimes be fatal in which case the female will consume the corpse for nutrients he's like it fell off <laughs> yeah and then she's like well i guess i'll eat you well then. i guess i'll just eat you you look like you could give me some nutrients <laughs> he's like okay and just rolls over <laughs> Yeah, basically, poor guys. Um, so the females, like I mentioned earlier, if they, they know that there's different males in the area, they can be pretty choosy. Um, they can miss out on their chances to reproduce at all by doing that, by being choosy, by making the wrong choice. Like, so say there's a male that enters her web. She's like, nah, you're not good enough. She could just completely miss out on her opportunity to 
mate in her lifetime. It actually happens in about 4% of females. That's not that low or that high. 4% ain't bad. That's true. I mean, if you think about like the number of black widows that exist on the planet, it's pretty bad. But like in the the, the whole scope of like what we're talking about, it's not horrible. Yeah, I think yeah. some animals have way worse like reproductive failure rates. Yes, something, so. for sure. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, this species is a, a male biased has a male biased population, which just means that there are more fem or more males in the sexual population than there are females. So of the spiders that are of sexual age and able to reproduce, there's way more males than there are females. Well, good for the ladies. Yeah, for Let sure. Them choose. Bad for the males though. It it can lead to something called scramble competition, which is just like the first man on the scene is, has the most likely chance of actually getting the girl. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk some about the babies. So the egg sacs are usually um, like 200 eggs per sack. They can, females can lay up to 20 in the li- in a lifetime. Um, the egg sacs 20 are- egg sacs, you mean? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Um so the egg sacs are going to be like a light yellow or brown color and they're shaped kind of like a pear. It almost looks like like a Hershey's kiss, but round at the bottom. Like it's very, very like circular. A, and then like it a has teardrop. like a, yeah, but it ha- yeah, it's a very, very circular and like bulbous. And then it comes to like a very tight point at I the see. top. Yeah. Um, so the eggs are going to be hatched within approximately two months. Um, I think that's right. Yeah, after being laid, they are usually laid in spring. Um, and when they hatch, the spiderlings will remain inside of the egg sac until their first molt. So, like, that's why people will find spider egg sacs and, like, little baby spiders will, like, crawl all over the place. Because they're inside, they hatch inside those sacs and then the, the sacs will split open after the first molt. Yeah, like in horror movies or something yes. when someone, it's always like someone like finds one and then it, they're crawling all over everything and they're like, ah! Total diversion from this podcast episode, but I heard the worst story ever. It was a girl who had dreads and when she went to cut them out, she cut through a brown recluse sack Ooh. and she died because of the amount of bites that she, that occurred from the hatchlings. Oh Isn't that horrible? I'm so sorry. That's such a downer. Let's bring it back up. It is <laughs> okay. a downer, but I'd say if any spider eggs were in any hairstyle, I would have to guess dreads. Definitely dreads. Yeah, so. it's unfortunate. They're so cool. They're, they're, I really like they're them. They're adopting some risk with their style. True. So true. You know, every style has some risk. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah, just a big Just one. like your hair. <laughs> shush, shush, shush. <laughs> Um, Her hair is like fire orange, by the way. It's not fire orange. It's like very (laughs) Halloween pumpkin orange. I did it like right before October 1st. I was like, I need to look like a pumpkin. And it's been very polarizing. I personally love it. Not everybody is the biggest fan. Well, thank you, dear. Only a few people. Anyway. Yeah, it's not important. Anyways. um, So after these little spiderlings do get out of the egg sac, they um, will balloon they do something called ballooning where they they lift their abdomen by standing on their little tippy toes and they allow a string of silk to like extend into the wind and then they just float off to a new area that'd be cool to see from a distance where you're not 
possibly landed on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so once it's long enough to catch in the wind, uh, they just blew, they blow off to a new location, like I mentioned, and then it only works because of how lightweight the hatchlings are. If they were any heavier, they wouldn't be able to just take off. Like so that's that. how they like move to a new area to like spread, and so they're not like all in, in the, the same, same. Yeah. space. Yeah, yep. And I didn't mention this, but um, one other thing is that a black widow spider is going to be much more likely to bite in defense if she's guarding like an egg sac because they actually put like a ton into those egg sacs they'll they edit how they make their webs based on if they're making an egg sac they they are just like very also there's something called sibling cannibalism which is one of the reasons that um only a handful of hatchlings will survive out of the 200 that that are hatched yeah um, because if there's not enough nutrients in the environment, so say there's like one to two weeks that a hatchling is alive and they're not getting nutrients, they will start eating their siblings. Um, so if a mom puts in more time, effort, resources into the egg sac, the chances of the, or the amount of time, I guess, is more accurate that this, it'll take for the siblings to resort to that is much longer. So if, yeah, so yeah. she, she dedicates the resources, it'll pay off in the long run. So they're really protective of their egg sacs as any mother should be. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so black widows, typically the males will reach maturity at 54 to 88 days. So like a month to a month and a half. Um, and females takes a little bit longer. It's about two months, um, 112 to 140 days. Um, the female widows typically live uh, like an average of a year. Um, some can live up to two and in like perfect conditions more than that. Um, but most males only live like a few weeks after they reach maturity. So total lifespan, a month and a half to, you know, three Why do women always live longer? Well, I mean, if you take into consideration what's going on like the males are putting themselves in danger more often and there's that fact that the females have a defense mechanism the males don't have that spider web that they can shoot out to defend themselves against prey so uh, if they yeah. are pursued by a predator against prey against a predator um they pretty much die i mean unless they can bite and kill that predator before it has a chance to consume them that's really all they've got so i see the women are just more equipped, I guess, in this case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why they don't live that long. Um, so let's talk about what they eat. When you think about a spider, you immediately think about that, like, liquefying of the prey. They do this. They, that's what their venom does to to their, pri to their prey. Oh, you got to tell us about it. It's our first I will, spider. I will. <laughs> so the venom is injected into the prey. It paralyzes them, and then they can wait as long as they want, basically, to consume it. So, basically, they can bite, wrap it up, wait, eat it when they're hungry. Um, and it turns their inside into, like, the inside of, like, a Three Musketeers bar or something. <laughs> sort of, yeah. So, the, the initial bite, I don't think that they have to inject those digestive enzymes. The venom and the digestive enzymes are separate things. So if they bite you, they're not necessarily 
injecting like liquefying enzymes, but they can. Because um, when they're ready to eat their prey, they do bite and inject those digestive enzymes so that they can liquefy them to eat them. I see. So yeah, so they can do the venom separately. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So they mostly eat insects, but they'll also eat other arachnids. As, as I mentioned, they eat each other, they eat the males, so they're not that choosy. Um, if it's small enough and it makes sense for them, they're probably going to eat it. Um, they eat a lot of ants, wasps, beetles, weevils, bees. It's pretty impressive if it can kill a wasp. Yeah. They, I mean, they're, in, they're half inch. Wasps are like, what, twice that? So I don't know. Yeah, they're pretty big. They're they look big. I mean, depends on the wasp species, yeah. I suppose. But yeah, I think that's cool. Good for them. <laughs> and then um, they live a pretty solitary lifestyle. Not big group people. <laughs> Spiders, I guess. <laughs> I've never found more than one at a time. Personally. I have, but only because my mom has like so many things in her like backyard and side yard that just go untouched for like long periods of time. And we live in an area that's pretty densely populated by these guys. So like I have gone at a time in my life when I lived with my mom outside. And if you look for them, I think we found like 15 one day because we were looking for them to, oh, wow. because I got bit. Oh, so we were like, well, we got to solve this problem. Unfortunately. <laughs> mm, I see. Yeah. So what do you do if your yards infested with them? I mean, this is one of those ones that I want to say, like, don't squish bugs, but they can, they can be potentially dangerous. I think take it, Take like a, a risk analysis type situation. If you've got pets, if you've got a baby, if you're likely to come in contact with it in your day-to-day -day life, unfortunately, the best thing to do for you is to eradicate it. Um, but if it's not going to cause you harm, it's just kicking it. It's nowhere near your house. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt your family. It's not going to hurt your dog. Yeah. I think you could leave it. But it's really, I mean, they are dangerous even if they're not deadly. Um, it does suck to get bit by one, for sure. Yeah, so that makes sense. So, uh, like sad I said, day, but, yeah. you know. I don't condone it necessarily, but I totally understand if that's what you have to do. Um, so they're pretty common. There's really, they're not endangered. They're pretty, like I said, I found 15 of them in my yard. Like, they're very common species. They do have your typical predators, rodents, but... One of their predators is a wasp. So sometimes when they try to eat these wasps, the wasps flip it and reverse it and they eat them instead. I like to see them fight. Uh, it That'd would be, be wild. Pretty cool. Would be wild. Also, birds eat them. Um, yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, they have that sticky defense web. Males don't have it. Poor guys. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit more about webs. So they have the sticky web. They also produce cobwebs. So I didn't know that there were like different classifications of webs, but if you see a black widow web, it's very sporadic. They look crazy, like there's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, the cobwebs are broken down into like three parts. There are something called gum foot threads. Those are lines that like hang below the web and they have like a gluey substance on them to trap the prey. They also have like a mesh region of the, the web that's just like something could get caught in there. It's mm -hmm. also for trapping. And then scaffold threads, which is where they step, like the support system of the web. Um, I like the idea of scaffolds, you know, webs. Yeah. It sounds kind of construction-y. Super construction-y. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's for. It's it's to, to hold up the, 
the structure of the web. Um, but they typically construct their webs at night. And as I mentioned earlier, they will actually put in less effort for the prey ca catching features if they're trying to um, build an egg sac. They also do this if they're well satiated. Satiated? Satiated. There we go. We got it. If they're not hungry, they're not going to spend effort into getting prey. Makes sense. But they're not planning ahead. True. But I think that their webs get destroyed often, so they I have to rebuild them pretty, pretty Probably frequently. Probably wouldn't be worth it that often. Yeah. So are they good for the environment? Yes and no. I mean, they can be potentially dangerous. That There is that risk factor. But they do also eat a lot of dangerous or environmentally unfriendly species they eat mosquitoes that's a big one that's Ooh. like sign uh, me up for public enemy mosquitoes yeah public <laughs> enemy number one mosquitoes so they eat lots of those they eat flies um as well as like locust and caterpillars so they take out some good guys but they also eat um, a lot of the bad ones so i say spiders are spiders as a whole generally speaking good for the environment <laughs> Yeah, I don't ever, like, kill them when I find them. I'm just like, hi, stay over there, please. And I just kind of move on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for doing that. I like them a lot. I see them frequently in my current job. Um, I work with animals, so I come in contact with spiders very often. I usually just put a cup over them, slip a paper in, move it elsewhere. That's my, nice of you. My coworkers hate it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of got me in that mindset where like now I don't kill bugs either and I have to like tell people not to kill a bug whenever they get in like near they it. They want to. And always. they really want to. They really want to squish them. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I guess it's just like protection. Well, it's just how we're raised. I mean, or some it people. It might be deeper than that. Like, could be. It could just be like. A threat. Yeah. Threat destroyed. Yep. That mm. threat destroyed. So some cool facts about them. This one's weird. It's an anatomical feature that they have. Um, they've got these slits in their legs, like on their feet, that are called sensilla. Um, their feet are like curved so that they walk on their webs easier. But the sensilla, it can be manipulated. Like it can change position for sensing prey that's nearby. And it picks up different frequencies at different positions. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. It's like if you could Like alter... vibrations, you mean? Yeah, or like noise frequencies. Oh, noise So like frequency. if you okay. could alter your ear canal to be a different shape and pick up a different frequency. It's Ooh. like sort of like the... Like what, tuning like, a radio. Yeah, like tuning a radio. Ah. But they've got that in their feet. I was like, that's fascinating. Tune your feet, man. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Weird and gross, but cool. Also, their feet are hairy. I thought that was interesting. Is that not normal? Oh, no, I just, I mean, when you look at a black widow, you see, like, this very shiny, sleek body. That's true, you never body. think about hairy feet, huh? But yeah, if you zoom <laughs> way in, I guess I got hairy feet. <laughs> well, I think that that's everything that I have on the Western Black Widow. Do you have any questions or anything like that? I think we covered everything I usually ask. I mean, the pet thing, the should we kill them thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm pretty well, well good. You want to do some some plugs oh, yeah sure. why not <laughs> so if you want to reach out to us um for any reason you want to uh, ask a question or give some information some insight anything like that we do have an email that you can reach us at that's going to be just bugs podcast at gmail.com i do have the instagram live it is just just bugs podcast on instagram 
Um, I'm working on that. It's it's not quite where I want it to be yet, but it is available. Um, there are some links on there as well to get to the podcast, but if you're already listening to it, you probably know where it's at. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, I don't know if I should really mention this just because I don't know how likely this is, but I would really enjoy... Um, getting into something called macro photography, which is just taking like close up pictures of very small things. And I want to take a lot of photographs of bugs and put them on there. But that's a great idea. If anyone out there has any camera recommendations or cheap ways to enter this hobby, let us know. (laughs) Yeah, because it's it's something I think I would really enjoy. Um, Bugs are cool. And seeing them up close is even cooler, in my opinion. I mean, I could understand why some people would not agree. But for me, Ah, sounds amazing. I really, I really would like to get into it. Wait, you like bugs? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I never would have guessed. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, and happy Halloween. I, I'm hoping to release this that, that week. So hopefully you guys can have a very spoopy time, wear some costumes, get some candy, go party safely and you know, don't, uh, squish any bugs. Yeah. Don't squish any, just appreciate from a distance safe distance and uh yeah happy halloween happy halloween (laughs) (laughs) bye guys